mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? No. <laughs> All right, so episode 10, that makes this the Jedediah episode. So he's the twin, but he's the older twin. So he's number 10 in the line. Um, but today we're not going to, I don't, Current events, we've been kind of starting things with like some current events. The current events are actually the deep dive today. So we're able to kind of go straight to the episode for right now. So this episode is called When Big Families Collide. And this is where we're introduced to the Bates family for the first time. <laughs> the The Bates family, for people who are the Tims in this situation who don't know all these things... The Bates family, you're actually going to see them several times over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a, a one-time deal. They they come in about every season or so. And they actually had, they act, TLC actually gave them their own show at one point. Oh, and wow. it was called United Bates of America. But if, if I remember correctly, it was only one episode. Or oh, I mean damn. season. I'm sorry. Okay. Not episode. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. <laughs> one season. I don't think it was even two. I think it was just one season. And then after that, they were on a Christian, like a small Christian network. Like TBN. It's it's called, oh shit, what's the name of it? Oh my God. I totally, I just blanked on the name of it. But, um, but it's called Bringing Up Bates. Okay. And it actually ran from 2015 up until very recently it got canceled. Oh, wow. And is kind of along the lines of the whole lost season that we'll talk about later on with okay. 19 Kids and Counting, where there was an entire film season and it just never aired. And do you want to let us know why it wasn't it's only spec. It's only speculation at this point, but we'll okay. get into that probably sometime in the future. But speculative, but I just kind of wanted to point out that this family also has their own TV show, at, you know, but they never quite hit the same level of the Duggars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, Duggars aren't mainstream. I mean, not the, the rest of the world doesn't know the Duggars the way we know the Duggars. So <laughs> we can't claim that they're like, the Duggars are like celebrities, but they're, they have some, some form of notoriety, right? Yeah. Uh, the Bates, I would say, didn't ever hit that because of being on that small Christian network and not like a regular cable network. Okay. But, um, is it up, is it, is it up TV? Fuck. I can't remember. Anyways, moving along. So that's just a little background about the Bates. So the Bates are coming to visit the Duggars for two full fucking weeks. Yeesh. <laughs> and we meet the parents, and they are Gil and Kelly. Mm-hmm. And they've got that Tennessee accent. Yep. So apparently Jim, Bob, and Gil, they met at, you know, a men's conference where you're learning how to be a better authority and father <laughs> and all that stuff. And then... Of course, the families go figure, got to know each other at these same homeschool conferences that mm-hmm. they meet everybody in their life at. So the families became friends, and then they're very similar to the Duggars size-wise. So at this point, um, it's 17 and one on the way for Michelle, and then Kelly 
has 16 kids mm. and she has one on the way. So she's yeah. one behind. And they actually find out that Kelly is pregnant at 4 a.m. the day mm-hmm. that they're arriving, like at a gas station. Like they stop at a gas station in Arkansas yeah. and she takes a pregnancy test. It's just <laughs> the whole family just is like, woo! Like yeah. it's just like the way these parents just like take pregnancy tests and announce it to the children. It's just so yeah. weird. Anyway, there's so there's a there's a talking head with her and Gil, and she has her head in profile. Because she's speaking, she's like looking and smiling politely at him like they all do. They all, the adoring gays. And Homegirl has Cruella DeVille cheeks. And I'm talking about like the cartoon. Really? The way that Cruella was drawn in 101 Dalmatians, she had very sharp cheekbones. I Kelly and having I, that sharp of a bone structure. And I remember turning to the side and I just put, she has Cruella cheekbones, ouch. Oh, interesting. I'll have to see. These are the things I don't know. Yeah. It's funny how we both pick up on different yeah. things. Don't don't snuggle me, Kelly. I don't want to get any cuts <laughs> on my face. <laughs> so the family gets there and Michelle is giving Kelly a tour of the whole house. They end up giving the boys room to the entire Bates family. So that's where they're all going to be staying in all of their bunk beds. And there's like two bathrooms there or whatever. The girls, right? No, the whole family. Oh, okay. The whole family staying there because they're sending the Duggar boys to go live in the tour bus correct outside, yeah that's what it was and they're sending the whole the whole Bates family is just going to stay in that boys dorm basically that they call them <laughs> um I did find it kind of funny because their oldest daughter Bates girl Michaela she actually mentions how Kelly did most of the packing and I'm like huh yeah funny how Michelle does none of the packing she actually <laughs> pointed out Kel- Kelly Joe herself did it mm-hmm. But she says that they did help their partners to get ready. So I imagine that their Mm. version of the buddy system is their partner. Correct. But from everything I looked up, it sounds like they have kept their little partner system like way more on the on the DL. So I can only imagine it's probably because they're like, oh, shit, the Duggars got so much shit for theirs. that Like (laughs) they just kind of kept that more more on the down low. So they wouldn't get, you know, they really didn't highlight how much the older siblings were. Right. We're helping out. There was one point where they were like, oh, blah, 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 the Bates family. And then they they put like a canned, uh, like psycho style scream. And I thought that was very funny and low key. Another thing I didn't notice. Damn. Yeah. Like they went through, they were showing all the kids. Um, I love the fact that they didn't name them all with the same starter letter like the Duggars. They have a tiny bit more of an identity. (laughs) Yeah. I also feel like it makes them a little bit less creepy. A little bit, um, yeah. A little bit less culty. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so when they were done, they were like, yeah, that's the entirety of the Bates family. And then you hear a, ah, like a scream in the back. So (laughs) I I was like, somebody's low key thinking they're real clever. Well, I told you, like they call like TLC the original snarkers because they throw in those like snark, (laughs) you know, those little things. Yeah. So then after that, it cuts to a scene of Michelle watching Jana plan the full two-week menu. And (laughs) Michelle is like, well, you know, Jill can make her minestrone soup. She likes to make that. But you never hear her doing anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So once again, just kind of funny how much the girls have the handle on things yet again. Correct. And then Jill even says, feeding that many people is not that hard because we're used to it. I mean, what's a few more? So... These girls are unfazed by the fact that there's like 37 fucking people in their house right now. (laughs) There was a point where Kelly and Michelle were talking to each other. And I think Michelle was showing them like the laundry room or something. And like their voices were so much 
like repressed passive aggressiveness. It was rough. It was rough to listen to. I still feel like Michelle's voice is a million times. I'd rather listen to Kelly all day than Michelle. <laughs> I'll take her southern, like, you know, you know, like little like mama voice over yeah. like Michelle and her like creepy, sappy, sweet. Like, yeah, no, thank yeah. you. Because I think with that accent, it makes it, it makes it feel like it's just. Kind of the way they talk in yeah, the and, South. Yeah, you know, you know and I, mean? I would agree. Like I, like some people were saying that in general, Kelly just gives off more warmth. Some of it, I do think, has to do with the uh, the accent. But mm-hmm. she, she just, she doesn't seem quite as fake to me as Michelle. <laughs> I don't know how it comes off to you and just this first time ever seeing them, but I feel that she's a little bit more genuine. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then it cuts to like a big montage of like all the kids just like running around playing like crazy. And there's mm. like various voiceovers from Michelle and Gil saying how, you know, they have kids like every kid almost has like a, a kid of the other family of the same age. Right. So there's like a friend for everyone and it's a big party. And then, of course, Boob has to go into a whole thing where he's like, well, homeschool kids have more of an opportunity to you know make friends and he's always trying to sell that they make more friends but i'm like oh because you go to a conference once a year once suddenly a you year. have more friends mm-hmm. but his emphasis was also on and then they they interact with people with other ages and not just their age mm-hmm. and yeah so i'm like people which can- they should know because josh is very adept at that <laughs> I also Ooh. pointed out that Josh wasn't in this episode a lot until the very end. Yeah. And I'm like, it was probably better that they didn't bring in around a, a family bunch of, of more kids. girls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then there's this funny scene out on the porch of some boys like zooming by on a skateboard. And then you just hear Joy like in the back. Like it kind of cuts like it was clearly not meant to be like a huge part like scene. It cuts away really quickly. Mm-hmm. But you hear Joy say, what's his name? And it's just funny to me because I'm like, it could have been her fucking brother, and she probably wouldn't know. It would be like, what do you, yeah. Joy? It's Jeebus. It was a Bates boy, but it's like they're trying to play it off like they all know each other so well, and they're like, the fuck is his name? No. Who was that? Who they don't that? even know each other in their own family, right. now let alone now you're 30, 16 more other There's people. fucking 37 people here. Yeah. No, like 40, because then you add mm. in Grandpa, Grandma Duggar, and Amy, and there's fucking 40 people there. Yeah. You could just tell her that was your brother Jeffrey, and she'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> So then it goes to, you know, they don't do a ton of talking heads with, like, individual Bates kids. And it's the same ones over and over. Mm-hmm. So Nathan Bates gets the most camera time, I've noticed. And the interview, he says how um, he thinks that the Duggar family is great. And they have a lot of common, in common. And then mm-hmm. he says that they're great role models. Yep. Oof. Mm-hmm. Might want to rethink that one later on, Nathan Bates. Um, and then it's okay. So then they're interviewing Gil, and Gil is talking about like the size of their family, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So Gil says that one day Kelly told him that they should just trust God with how many kids they have, and he was like, "You can't do that. We'd have twenty kids." And I'm just like, "Just stop right there, Gil. Like, yep. just just stop right there." Yep. And he's like, we would have more than we could afford. And I'm like, you're on the right track. Yep. You're on it. You're almost there. But then, of course, he follows it up with, well, then he decides to study the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's looking for evidence to back up his point of view. He said, But he's saying he was, <laughs> he says he's looking for stuff 
that would back him up to not have so many kids. Sure you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that through reading stuff, he just came to the conclusion that God said children are a blessing. So he said in the beginning he didn't believe it, but now he believes it. Which that whole fucking thing is so fucking stupid. Like the Bible was really going to be like where you're going to find them talking shit about having kids. Like, do you think that there was going to be like a John 24-7 kids eye? Like, what do you think they were going to fucking say? Oh, man. So then, you know, it's, it's kind of... say, have as many kids as you want because you can potentially get a TV deal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's like last week how they said that the Bible has no mention of dating. Like, the fucking Bible was going to mention dating. Yeah, that's... It's, <laughs> it's such a stupid, weak excuse to be like, oh, well, this was in the Bible and this wasn't. Like, everything's in the fucking Bible. Like, yeah, it's just ch- cherry picking. And I will say, like, even when I was involved in church uh catholic church i'm mexican um the thing i appreciated was i don't feel like either of the priests that we had working there were like nope everything about this book is 100 percent applicable and it's a and it's a story and, and you have to go by the letter like like father frank who was my favorite he was such a nice guy um always talked about that he's like it's a it's a loose idea of kind of like themes of lessons to learn but none of the things that are written at this point are going to be applicable to our life these days and they do and they say that this fits uh you know they look up these certain things to reinforce their ideas Mm -hmm. and then say that this is left out but like okay you're saying dating wasn't in the bible but the bible also didn't mention didn't mention going on sibling double dates to abuelos and you did that like does every (laughs) fucking thing you do have to be recorded in the bible as a yes or a no Hold on. Where do you want to Where do you want to go for a date tomorrow? Let me uh, flip through my Bible here. Uh, okay, cool. It says that we're going to Golden Corral. There you go. <laughs> what book is that? In? <laughs> um, on the eighth day, God created the Golden Corral. Like... The Book of Chocolate Fountains. <laughs> okay, so then um, the next scene is when cousin Amy arrives. Famey. Famey is here. And I just crack up looking at her because her outfits were either at this time, so fucking embarrassing, are either everything I actually wore or everything mm-hmm. I wanted to you wear. Wanted to wear. Yeah. And in this particular episode, she's wearing like a thick red headband. And I, <laughs> dude, I was a slut for a fucking headband, man. <laughs> and I still, to this day, I'm like, I should bring it back like all like, Con- Lauren Conrad style. I think about it. But then I remember how bad the headaches were. Like, I swear to God, I think I had a headache for two years straight. Like my entire <laughs> Your entire junior senior year of high school i think i had a headache it was one giant headache yep so anyways amy's clothes very relatable unfortunately as we go in because she actually had a pretty big part in this episode she did yes um and i feel like they did a lot with her because she's the straight woman. she's the contrast yeah, she's she's the one that you can relate to yep. as you're watching this weird culty ass family. And you mentioned it too a couple episodes ago where you were like, I always felt like, oh, I could be friends with her. She's so cool. Um, Oof. Right. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but that was her point. Yeah, they want, they needed to have some sort of w- at least one person. And she kind of really is like the only person. Yeah. That it's like, okay, here's like kind of this worldly person seemingly. Mm-hmm. And see, even she can integrate with them. So they're not so bad. Like, yeah. it's just, it's a total tactic. Yeah. And when you look at it with like fictional stories that are being told, 
usually there's a there's a straight man because you put yourself into their into like their um like experience in the story mm-hmm. and if there's outlandish things happening around you you can still relate because you have this person who's quote unquote normal yeah i feel like that's famy hardcore yeah definitely that's the role that she plays in all this <laughs> right so then we go back to Gil, and he's talking about how they do all that they can to protect their kids from, quote, <laughs> awakening desires that could be awakened too early as a young person. Mm-hmm. Funny. Josh seems to be fully awakened at a very <laughs> young age. Um, and then we go back to Nathan again. Nathan Bates getting all this fucking... He's a fucking camera hog, goddamn. I loved, I loved this quote because he threw the women in his family under the bus. <laughs> do you want to say it? <laughs> I don't have the exact uh, quote. Do you have the exact quote? I don't. I didn't write down an exact quote, but this is. Are you just talking about how they don't Internet. have a computer? Yeah, they don't have a computer in their home. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that, you know, because of the dangers of pornography, they don't have one. So the only people that go on it are his sisters and mom, and that's at the public library. They go to the library. Yeah. yeah. So. That's the only internet usage for them. They don't have it in the home at this point, which I think. Did you? Oh, do you have something else on that? No, I just the way he was speaking is what made me feel sad because we talked either a couple episodes back about how when they do these talking heads sometimes they you can see the kids kick into parroting the message that their parents have given them yeah and like that's what the pornography part of that reminded me of because he was like oh yeah you know most of the boys don't really get on the internet the you know the my mom and my sisters go to the library and do it you know but for the most part we don't have it in the home you know because of the great dangers of pornography yeah and it's like you i don't think he even understands like why that's a bad thing yeah it's and, just like, what he's told yeah correct so then it's really funny because then it goes to michelle's talking hand talking head and she says we found a computer that gave us protection that would really really <laughs> lots of emphasis on that second really by the way like she was like really really protect our family from any bad stuff coming in really that's the only reason that we would consider having a computer in the home mm-hmm. okay how this dizzy fucking bitch can sit there with a straight face and say this is fucking delusional because josh has a well-known porn addiction mm-hmm. that shaved head and all these multiple mm-hmm. times that he had to confess it in church now in church from what i understand he didn't necessarily say i'm having it was always like struggles and temptation <laughs> But what it was, was that he was accessing porn. So the mm-hmm. fact that she's sitting there saying this, knowing damn well her kid has been looking at porn on their computers is... Right. And then you're sitting here basically fucking preaching this great protection you have. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And that it's the internet that is the problem. Yes. It's kind of like Scream, where it's like, honey, you think the danger is coming from outside of the house? <laughs> the danger is coming from in your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michelle on the intercom phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But then the other thing is it's actually really funny. So there was an AMA on Reddit by a guy that his family grew up with the Duggars, right? Okay. And he talks about how they were gifted, like given their, the Duggars gave them their old computers. And when they got into those computers, it had, it was full of fucking porn. 
<laughs> so Josh hadn't even correctly again deleted files or mm-hmm. thumbnails and things like that. So it's like even the whole people around you are like, no, that's not true. We saw the porn on your computer. So it's just I just think it's so fucking ballsy of them to be so fucking preachy all the time. Pri- like Meanwhile, very knowing what we know is actually happening is crazy. Mm-hmm. So this so-called protection ain't working. <laughs> it ain't working. Then it cuts to a scene with Grandpa Duggar, which is pretty comical to me. Mm-hmm. He's pretty frank in it. And he says that at first he didn't like it. And he's referring to them having so many kids. Yeah. And he thought, man, this is no good. <laughs> and he said that. Brother. He called somebody <laughs> brother like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> brother. Um, he said, man, this is no good. And he said that Michelle's father also didn't like it either, but that they both mm. adapted to it. Yeah, but he definitely ends it up. He makes sure he rounds the whole thing up with, "But I don't want them to have any more. This should be it." Yeah, <laughs> I I pointed that very specifically out. Now, is Grandpa Duggar church adjacent? He is not churchy. Okay, he didn't seem like it. He's not. He wasn't wearing a polo shirt. He was not. He was he... wearing an athletic baseball cap. Ooh. So I mean, slutty first of all. Um, so, yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, Grandpa Duggar is not part of the whole spiel. So, okay. Yes. Um, going back to the internet thing real quick, um, did do you remember their part about TV? There was a part where Kelly Bates was talking about TV. Oh, she said that TV would, might take away from family time. And, yeah, yeah, she her, her quote was like, um, you know, we always really wanted to be a close-knit family, mm-hmm. and TV would take that away. And the quote was... Uh, Especially if dad's sitting on the couch yelling at the kids like, hey, get out of my way. You're blocking the TV, <laughs> which happens so often. <laughs> and the thing that it, it reminds me of them basing their beliefs off of these hypothetical situations that have never happened. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that happens where your kids are messing around. You're like, hey, get out of the way. You're, you know, it happens. But. It's so like amped pearl. up. It's so like yeah. that's like if there's a TV, that's going to happen. Oh yeah, like, you're going to be yelling at your children so much because of the TV. Yeah, and it's and they'll be paying <laughs> no attention because of the TV. And she's like, now he comes home and plays a game and like, plays you know, a game with them. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it's because they seem to equate everything so quickly to like this will happen. Yeah, it's not just like oh, maybe a possibility. It's just like. Yeah, but I also feel like it's very, you see it in a lot of kind of extreme religions where there's there's a lot of fear-mongering. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing I wrote after, like, the pornography thing was like, computers are so dangerous, be afraid. Now, do you need a modicum of, like, safety and care to make sure that nothing bad happens? Absolutely, but it's the same thing with everything. Yeah. You have to do that in your car driving. You need to have a modicum of, of awareness around you to make sure that that's safe, like, Everything's dangerous if you look at it that way. But they just pick out certain things that this is a real bad thing and that's right. it. Like, you know. Yep. So TVs are bad. Computers are dangerous. Yep. Don't even think of wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after Grandpa Duggar, it's now the next day and they're getting ready to head to Silver Dollar City, <laughs> which is a Christian theme park in Missouri. And I mean, they go here a lot. Like, this was actually the place that a couple weeks ago when I, um, where Anna was seen wearing pants. Mm. Like, that's how often that they just go to this place. And you actually see Jim Bob and the some of the younger kids were there just a few weeks ago as well. So, it's mm. a place that they frequent because of its Christian background. Right. 
So they're getting ready to go. And did you happen to notice that all the older Duggar girls are wearing the exact same shirt that Ma Keller mm-hmm. and uh, Anna were wearing at the proposal? Yeah, that like polo it's with like the, the pink, white collar. It's, yeah, white collar, mm-hmm. pink polo, white striped. It's the exact same shirt. Like not even mm-hmm. kind of similar. The exact same shirt. Yeah. So it's like, is that like a fundy uniform? I had <laughs> no fucking clue. I also pointed out that the, the Bates girls' dresses were Ugh. were a tragedy. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> we're not calling the Duggar family fucking fashionistas at this point in time by any means. <laughs> but they have moved on from the prairie dress look, right? <laughs> the Bates have not. No. The Bates have like fucking Pollyanna hair. Ooh. They are wearing... They're worse than anything the Duggars actually ever wore. It's unbelievable. <laughs> They're home sewn by the oldest daughter, like full blown mm-hmm. prairie dresses, but they're in like horrendous colors. They're like lime green and pink. Yeah. Like blue and purple. There was, I think there was a dark blue and orange one it's, in there. It's bad. Yeah, it's real rough. But I mean, it is straight out of like, oh, it is straight up um, like pioneer clothes. Worse than anything worse we ever than saw. pioneer clothes. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. Um, I mean, good honor for sewing and good honor oh, for yeah, like being into skill. it, like all yeah, about it. Great... But could you maybe pick another pattern? Could, um, <laughs> could you go pick a pattern that wasn't made in 1762? Exactly. <laughs> maybe something not in the school marm collection. <laughs> yeah. um, and going back to the the amusement park, so Jim Bob, sorry, Lego hair, Lego hair made a very specific part of his announcement where he's like you know it's really good because it's a it's it's a christian uh based organization like when he's telling them about the amusement park i'm curious to know what about other amusement parks is anti-christian because you know they've never been to them like yeah. <laughs> it's not like they go to six flags over texas every other month you know what i mean yeah. so it's like hey what they are... went to disneyland remember <laughs> they yeah, went to disneyland true. and there were dwarves and witches that's so. true but like I really, really want to know if they're so afraid of computers and pornography and the library and all of these things. I want to know what they think a regular like um, amusement park would be. Like how well, there's scary. There's like a booth to do drugs. Well, yeah. Uh, you know. How scary is there's it? There's a in cocaine their heads? corner. <laughs> cocaine corner. I love it. <laughs> So they're getting ready to go, and it's kind of funny because cousin Amy makes a point to go back to her car to grab her iPod. iPod. Oh my God! It just didn't it just get retired? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so telling of the time. Can we just have a moment of silence for the death of the iPod? Okay. <laughs> um, so she goes back to the car for her iPod, and she's just is like, "I need this." I, you she's know, waving that thing around because she's like, "I don't want to have." Basically, she doesn't want to have to listen to them sing hymns. She's like, "They sing a lot, and it's hymns." Same. So, <laughs> so she makes sure she has that, and it's funny because then the producer asked Josiah, uh, "Why aren't you allowed to listen to rock and roll?" Oh God. And Josiah, oh Josiah, he says, "Because it's not very good for you, you know, because you're dancing around. There's nothing to it, really." None of those things mean anything. It's word fucking salad. Yeah, none of those. <laughs> it's fucking word salad. I'm word like, salad with Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah, they did have it in this episode. Did you see? No, they had I a didn't. big old bottle of Hidden Valley when the they were worst. going through the. Yes. Oh, disgusting. Well, I was just talking to my. I'm sorry. Off off topic. <laughs> I was just on a family thread. Th- Fred thread this week with my mom and sisters, and I was telling my mom that like. Mm-hmm. 
to get through some of her worst meals, I doused everything in Hidden Valley Ranch and like the smell of bottled Hidden Valley Ranch to this day is, sends me. I can't do it. What was it that one of your friends called it? It was like sadness in a bottle or oh, like yeah. failure in a bottle <laughs> yeah. or yep. but oh fucking abject hidden, failure fuck in a that. bottle. The pack of Hidden Valley Ranch, good that you make yeah. yourself from a bottle. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, so word salad with Hidden Valley Ranch. So then uh, goes to Josh Gross. This first time we've seen him. With the Bluetooth. Yeah, fucking Bluetooth on his ear. You know, he thinks he's cool as shit. This whole whole scene, he thinks he is fucking it, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's like oozing with like smugness. And it's because he goes and he brings a... uh, I think it's like a Tahoe or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, from his car lot for to be one of the cars that they caravan in. And he says how it has, yeah, it has 22-inch rims and a custom sound system. So we're going to be hitting the road and we're going to enjoy hitting the road in this thing. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. so. You're right, though. He's so, like, smug. It's like, oh, he started with, cool. He started with, yeah, this is a rig I have on the car lot. Yeah, so fun. Oh God! Like I, I know I just was like squinting the entire time. Like, oh, God, uh, can't stand the him. question to the Bates boy oh, about that oh, car yes, is yes, yes. my favorite thing that's ever happened in this episode. Did you write it down? I, I did. I'll let you quote this one. You go for it. Um, so they ask one of the Bates boys, one of the older ones. I think it might be Zach, but don't. I'm not sure. They, they didn't were give like, a name. They were like, um, go, you know, after they went all the features on the car, they were like, who do you think would own this vehicle? And he said, I'm not sure. Somebody who must sell pharmaceuticals illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. You can't possibly have like a car. Like, again, everything's like this. Like, like you couldn't possibly have that without selling drugs. Yeah. God. They're they're sh- they're bubble of a fucking world. Their judgments. They're like, oh my god. And I feel like that style of st- not going into detail, but I feel like I feel like I have experience and some people that have that mindset right there. Like you must be doing something illegal to be to have this or to do this or to go there. And once again, like that's your preconceived notion. Yeah. You know. That's you being judgy as fuck. Yeah. Okay, so now they are at Silver Dollar City, and Amy says how this is a good place for them because it's Christian, and but she's just having a good time hanging out with the kids, but she definitely like is giving off the, like, this sucks vibe, oh, yeah. but she's just like, oh, I'm just here having fun with the kids, mm-hmm. and she says that she never feels like the odd one out wearing pants or name brand things, and she says that they've always been accepting. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. They have a, a little. <laughs> they have a little uh, interview with the owner of the park. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the owner of the park says that they they fit in here. You know, they have family values and they have good wholesome children. Yep. Sure. Do they? Do they? Be sure yep. about that. Jill even goes on to say about how um, she and Amy, like, or just Amy in general, she says that they have different opinions and Mm. standards, but we still accept Amy and we love her and we love having her around and we have fun. And Jill seems pumped about it. Yeah. And the only reason I bring this up is because it's kind of funny because now Jill is the one that's kind of the black sheep outcast of the family. Okay. Can't come to the house without Jim, Bob and Michelle knowing and being allowed and being there. And she and cousin Amy are like super close now. Wow. So like... 
it's just kind of funny to watch that then it's like oh we're so different and it's now they're kind of like the little outcasts like together right. and stuff so just interesting so then they end up watching some of the different like thing like having nails made and then they end up watching candy being made the old-fashioned way and i can definitely see that this is probably the birthplace of like where free ginger that website came around she was so (laughs) angsty she's not into it and that's why people Mm -hmm. were like she has a more expressive face so (laughs) people always thought she'd be the one to like break out and like whatever because she always looks fucking over it and she does during this candy (laughs) scene she is like but even when you go back to like the first episode of the of the show when they were on the Today Show, all of the kids are there. Some of them are looking at the cameras. Some of them are looking at like the rest of the family. She was the one that was just kind of spacing out. Yeah, she don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so then Amy says that you know, that they like this place because it's Christian. And then she, I like this part. And they all wear the same kind of dresses that they used to wear or, or that the Bates still wear. And I was yeah. like, the fucking shade. Damn, shamey over here. Oh, like, she's, man. like, throwing some shade and shame over at the Bates. She's like, or that the that they still wear. <laughs> it's like, goddamn, she didn't even try to hide that one. Nope. Um, and then that's where we get into Kelly Joe talking about how they thought that wearing dresses would be pleasing to the Lord. So <laughs> that's why... They wear their dresses, yada, yada. Kind of just fast, not real detailed, just mm-hmm. pleasing to the Lord. No G, pleasing. <laughs> and then the episode ends kind of quickly. It's yep. now the next day. They're at the Dixie Stampede, which mm-hmm. is a dinner show about America. Yeah. And it's like medieval times, but like American. whitewashed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Whitewashed American. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. So do you have anything you want to add on that? Oh, I, can I, I do want to say one thing. It was in this episode that I was like, God damn, is Jim Bob way taller than I realized? Or is Gil Bates shorter than I ever knew? Gil he, Bates looks really he's small. Short. And so I looked it up and it looks, it's, you know, conflicting information, but it looks like he's 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, and it mm. says that Jim Bob is about 5'11. So I was like, damn, is Jim Bob tall? Or no, Gil Bates is a little man. So when they're standing next to each other, it is quite apparent. Oh, yeah. He's very small. That's why he doesn't watch basketball, because he doesn't want it to awaken a desire to be taller. Oh, yep, can't be awakening those desires too mm-hmm. young. Yep, exactly. Is he old enough now? <laughs> I don't know. It's not in the Bible. Do they give an age? <laughs> um, overall, the Bates were um, kind of a fascinating foil. They were the complete opposite, but they were. it was very interesting to see them all interact. Well, um, the funny thing about the Bates family is... They are, they fly under the radar more. They have the same bullshit beliefs mm-hmm. system, right? Yeah. But I, I just always go back to like just being more palatable. They're a yeah. little bit more palatable. They oh, yeah. come off more warmly. And this is just in this first episode. But like the, like these days, I know it's really hard to believe Tim, <laughs> but the daughters are actually fairly stylish now. <laughs> Which the Bates daughters? The Bates daughters. A couple... <laughs> Hard to believe. No, not at all. <laughs> Go ahead, finish your statement. But like, some of them are t- like together. They own like a boutique. They're very influencer, like mm, more like I in the influencer it. circle. They like several of them just have much more of a personality than the Duggar girls. Yeah. So, and like again, like I feel like Kelly Joe seems easier to be around. Gil is more. <laughs> Gil seems a lot less fake than Jim Bob. Yeah. So 
there's a lot of stuff to tell you about the baits that we will definitely talk in the future. But just mm-hmm. right now on that surface level, surface level, I do think that they just like are, they're a little bit more, a tiny bit more relatable, like personality wise. Yeah. Well, I brought it up or I wrote it down like in the beginning when they were going through all their kids because they had a big lineup of all of the kids from both families. And I kept pointing out that the the boys in the Bates family all blend in with each other just like the ones from the Duggars but like the girls in that family I felt like they weren't as creepy like in general regardless of beliefs and blah 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 like their family just seems less creepy Mm culty now they obviously they still are involved in that same we're just talking outward appearance appearance like just like looking at them quickly like yeah yeah. so I feel like as an outsider you relate with them more than you do with the Duggars because you're like ugh you're kind of off-putting and then when you have this other fam you're like oh in comparison they're fantastic <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so it'll be interesting to watch them as you see more so like remembering this first time ever seeing them and i my my memory is thinking that they were that i liked them a little bit better mm-hmm. but again now i'm re-watching i don't know so yeah we'll, we'll just see as we go but yeah anyways that's it for the episode um recap wise and We'll take a little break and we'll come back with the deep dive. For today's deep dive, we're we're gonna focus on what Anna's pesty bestie, what his <laughs> life is gonna look like for the next minimum decade, hopefully twelve and a half years. Because last episode, when we were recording, we knew that he had been transferred, mm-hmm. but the time of recording, we didn't know where. The day that we were set, to, like we were releasing it, it came out. So since then, I've, you know, we've gotten more details. So now we know that Josh is serving his time at Seagoville in Texas. And if you remember, it was down to kind of like two, both in Texas. Mm -hmm. This is the one that Judge Brooks recommended because it has the sexual, uh, like, offender program. Mm -hmm. So that is where he got taken to. And so first of all... This is the one that's the further of the way of the two, which, of course, makes me, like, a little bit happy. Mm-hmm. But, so, it's actually 350 to, like, 360 miles away from her where home that she's living <laughs> in right now. Um, so, that's about five to five and a half hours by car ride. Okay. But with that said, it's about 11 miles outside of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our favorite, uh, our fucking favorite... David Waller, you know, the one obsessed with the deck. Yeah. Uh, David Waller and Priscilla, which, of course, is Anna's sister. They live about 57 miles away, which is about an hour and 30 minutes from the prison. Okay. Now, I don't know exactly where they live, but I just based that mileage off of the church that David is pastoring at. Mm. So I'm imagining he kind of lives in that vicinity. Yeah. So... They're about an hour and 30 away. So that brings to question like, okay, what do we think Anna's going to do? Do you think Anna's going to stay living in the warehouse and just travel often and stay with them? Or do you think like she'll move her, some of her M's over there? Because she, she takes, she picks and leaves. Like she like sends her kids off to lots of places. Mm -hmm. She deserts them all the time. She deserted her kids for long periods of time when she was staying with Josh, when he was staying at LeCount's house. Right. 
So it's just kind of interesting. Do we think that she'll spend a lot of time there leaving her kids behind for other people to watch? Do you mm-hmm. think she'll move there? It's just, it's interesting to see how it's all going to play out. Mm-hmm. And another little side thing is his little little brother, Justin, and his wife, Claire, they also live in the area. Now, I'm not saying that that would have anything to do with Anna. Like, I don't see Anna moving in with them, per se. Uh-huh. But he just does have another family member that's kind of close in the vicinity. So Correct. it's like, do we think Justin will come and visit him often? I don't know. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch, watch it all unfold. Mm-hmm. So first, let's start by giving you some general info about the prison. So it is a low security facility, and it houses around 1,767 inmates as of right now. Get this. The warden is a woman. Wow. (laughs) So the only thing that's kind of funny is people are like, oh, my God, I love that pest headship right now (laughs) is basically a woman. But people are like... It's not like she'll have anything to do with the day-to-day. It's like, we get it. Just give us the fucking little jollies where we can. The world fucking sucks. Let us have our jollies when we can. We need Just, something, damn yeah. it. <laughs> Just knowing that ultimately, the ultimate say, if something goes up through the rank with him, mm-hmm. is a woman. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm into it. So Warden is a woman. It has seven different housing units, but only three of the seven have air conditioning okay yeesh i thought i read that i read that flipped at first mm-hmm. and i thought it was only th- only three of seven didn't but yeah it's the opposite so at a, depending on where he gets housed he has a good chance that he's going to be in uh in an air conditioned which i looked up the the weather for there for today mm-hmm. 102 degrees but 40 percent humidity Ugh. fucking shoot me Ugh, like awful no thank you no thank you i always <laughs> laugh when i hear the term uh minimum security prison this is a yeah or what was the term this is low low security prison like it's a guy in like a like a folding lawn chair and a whistle you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like there's no gate it's just a guy being like hey 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 hey, hey. well that is like i read up some stuff and some <laughs> people talk about like inmates that actually are there they talk about feeling kind of funny about how few fencing there is and stuff like mm. they're like i was expecting more so it is kind of an interesting feel oh and um apparently it is like right next to a community park like right next to it and they're like it's just a really funny <laughs> distance yeah. that it's right next to the community thing so today one we're recording today is fourth of july mm-hmm. and from what i looked up um, several inmates have said that they actually really look forward to 4th of July because they actually let them go outside and watch the fireworks that are being set off in that community park. So it's like Weird. there's this whole thing happening, this whole event, like basically next door to them or behind. I can't remember mm-hmm. which it is. And then they're just right here, just like, and it's just like the pictures of it are kind of pretty and like people describe it as being very green, like mm-hmm. very well maintained. Like it is, it's not what you imagine like and i was looking up other prisons just to look at pictures so i was looking at where jared fogel is at Mm -hmm. in colorado for also csam type stuff his is very institutional looking okay and then you look at josh's and it's like it's it's kind of nice looking like it's red brick and there's lots of like greenery so just interesting anyway so good chance he won't have air conditioning and it is 40 percent humidity there today yeesh oh gross so as far as housing goes, you can be in two, three, five, and 12-person rooms. Mm-hmm. So he's coming straight from, you know, like the, the jail he was 
being housed at, he was in solitary there just because of the nature of his crime. Mm -hmm. They automatically put sex offenders in solitary. So he's going from being in solitary to here. So first you're like, okay, is it going to be a big shock? Because as far as being, you know, um, being contained, he's Mm -hmm. used to having solitary. But then again, he grew up dormitory style. So it's like that (laughs) won't be... Maybe it'll be a slight adjustment, but I don't think... I don't know. Will it be a big one or not? Is somebody going to put a vinyl uh, Josh label on his On the edge of his bed. (laughs) So this particular prison, because of that sex offender program, roughly 40% of the inmates are there for sexual offenses. Yeesh. So just an interesting ratio. Well, good thing they put them right next to a park. <laughs> community parks <laughs> um and it actually made the news pretty pretty uh, you know prolific in 2020 for having a really severe covid outbreak where like oh there was over 1300 cases so it's like 75 percent of of the uh inmates and from what i last read um i think three died but it could have been more i'm not sure if i had like mm-hmm. the most updated but yeah so Quite a big COVID outbreak back in 2020. Damn. Okay, so when Josh arrives, he has to take all sorts of administ- admission and orientation classes that are going to last a little bit for him to, you know, learn all the rules and stuff mm-hmm. while he's there. But And he's also supposed to read this admissions and an ori- orientation handbook. Mm-hmm. It's on their website. So, of course, I downloaded it. <laughs> It's 59 pages, and I read every single page of the 59 pages. Oh, my God. Dedication. <laughs> and, like, I was like, I could try to, like, skim, but I'm like, no, nah, I got to read all this shit. So I did. So there's a lot of emphasis at the very beginning of the orientation book about, like, cleanliness. So it's like you have to keep the pipes clean in your... <laughs> pipes clean? Hi, just mm-hmm. funny. You got to poop. Um, keep the pipes clean in your room, baseboards, making sure there's no cobwebs. You're supposed to, like, clean your window every day. And beds are supposed to be made military style by 7.30 a.m. every single day for checks. Mm-hmm. So as far as lights out goes... At 9.15, they have to stop all loud noise, loud talking, card, and domino playing. So mm. those dominoes. 9.16, nope. 9.15, <laughs> you got to put away the dominoes. And at 11 o'clock, they return to their rooms. Lights out at 11 on Sunday through Thursday. And lights out is at... They get a fucking party, man. 1.30 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. Wow. TVs are supposed to be off by midnight on that Sunday through Thursday. So they get an hour after getting back to their room to watch TV and 2 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. So they get that extra half hour. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know about you. Like, I just, I guess I've never paid this much. I've never, go figure, I've never read a fucking prison handbook before. Mm-hmm. So I don't quite know what I was expecting, but that was later than I thought. It I thought like everything shuts down at like nine o'clock. Right. Well, everything in our downtown closes at five. (laughs) (laughs) Our little downtown is like, oh, six o'clock? No, nothing good (laughs) happens past six. (laughs) But I just, that was later than I was thinking. Like, I was like, wow, Mm. they going to stay up till fucking 1.30 on Fridays? Damn. On a school night? Oh, wait. No, that's not school night. School night's at fucking 11 o'clock before they have to go to their room? Wild. Okay, work assignments. So every single inmate is required to work. Some of the different categories that you can work in are facilities. So that would be like plumbing, 
AC, welding, landscaping, blah, 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 things like that. There's quite a, a number of things. Mm-hmm. And then there's food service, of course. And then there's the business office that has like accounting, purchasing, warehouse, but also um, that includes commissary and like laundry. Mm-hmm. Don't think we want him in the business. I don't think we want him anything <laughs> to do with accounting and purchasing. <laughs> but then there's also the federal prison industries, which you go on a waiting list for. So you get, they, they depending on the need, they assign you your, your work thing. That could be mm-hmm. some of those first ones I talked about. Yeah. But then for the federal prison industries, there's a waiting list. And then after you move your way up on the waiting list, then you have to interview for it. So this is where the part of the prison where they have like the textile factory mm-hmm. that makes like military jackets and Correct. stuff. So that's why you have to interview for it. And then it says specifically for these FPI jobs that they start at 23 cents an hour, but you can move be moved all the way up to $1.15. Room for Woo. growth. Yep. So, oh, and then that comes, those jobs have vacation and holiday pay so you can see why these are like the sought after positions and you know it really only specified that 23 cents to a dollar 15 as being for the fpi so i'm not really sure what the pay is on those like regular ones Mm -hmm. but maybe i'm thinking maybe those are also 23 cents an hour starting but i'm not i'm not entirely sure Mm -hmm. but any of the jobs they get paid once a month by the 10th of the month and i'm i'm aware of those things because when when i did i'm a chef and i did fire support for a couple different companies and we would take these big mobile kitchen rigs out into the middle of a field where there was a a wildfire and we would feed breakfast sack lunch and dinner to thousands of firefighters however was on there there was a whole crew that was prison inmates Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize and that. And they would usually eat, when I was on the breakfast crew, they would um, usually eat an hour and a half before everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we had to be ready at like 4.30 and they would they would be the first ones there. They all came in as one group. They got breakfast. They sat down. They ate in our little tent and then they left. And then like right when they left, then the other firefighters would show up. So... <clears throat> talking to those crews all they would do is they would dig trenches and they would kind of do like the grunt work in order to stop you know this fire um but it was the same thing they made like a dollar a day yeah um and they were doing like the really hard work out there and you know you talked about looking at what reading a prison handbook and not really knowing what to expect it's kind of the same thing like most of them were obviously well behaved because they were excited. Yeah, you don't that get that could... type of job without being well behaved. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you could tell that there was ones that were like super like stoic and quiet and didn't want to say a word to you, but they were never like menacing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, next uh, topic in the book was phone calls. So each each inmate is given three hundred minutes per month. Okay. But they can only use 15 minutes per phone call and after a call ends they have to wait 30 minutes before they can make another so you can't just like repeatedly call 15 minutes to talk to anna for 45 minutes like (laughs) he has to wait that 30 minutes so that's something i didn't quite realize i thought that they could kind of i thought maybe they had to get to the back of a line or something Mm. if there is a line but i didn't realize that either way you're waiting like 
30 right. minutes. It's funny. I'm basing a lot of this off of like watching TV. Orange is the New Black and I'm like, huh. Like, <laughs> like his specifically, like when they're talking about like the clothes, um, it's like five five trousers which by the way i'm gonna start using the word trousers i'm like damn i like this word like you know so much better than pants so you get five trousers five this you know no mention of of like any kind of like night you know like pajamas Mm -hmm. but i'm thinking i'm like in orange orange is the new black the ladies all had like a nightgown so i don't know maybe it's just different because it's a male prison (laughs) i'm like he's gonna get a nightgown i want to see him on tv you know he's not wearing a muumu at night so okay next topic is food service. I just, I love details. I know that this mm-hmm. maybe seem kind of like dumb and like maybe a little tedious, but I mean, it's only once or twice, maybe three times that somebody goes to prison like this. <laughs> so, and you have the opportunity to dive into it. So I figured it just gives us an idea of what his life is going to be like. And I enjoy that. I like, I just want to, I want to know these things. Mm-hmm. So for him on weekdays, breakfast starts at six thirty and it goes to 7.15, which I'm imagining is pretty fucking early for a lazy pig like him. Like, I don't see him being the type to be up before 8 or 9, but obviously projecting. Lunch is at 11 a.m., and then dinner follows the 4 p.m. count that they mm. do in their cells. But then weekends, ready? Weekends get a little crazy. Ooh. There is a coffee hour from 7 to 8, followed by brunch at 10 a.m wow brunch brunch i imagine there's like a spanish guitar player in the corner (laughs) Uh, so you know finally josh can be like a bitch who brunches like for the first (laughs) time in his life because he doesn't strike me as the brunch type otherwise Mm -mm. so they get a 10 a.m brunch and then they have the normal dinner time at 4 p.m i mean i've worked in food the food industry for a long time the food industry can feel like a prison, so it makes sense. <laughs> a little bit, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, when you're going into the cafeteria to eat, you are allowed to bring in, like, condiments, so hot sauces, salts, and things like that, but you're not allowed to bring any actual other food items. Okay. Which, again, there's no other reason for me to really stop and think about these things at any <laughs> other point in my life, but I was like, oh, they can't even bring, like, their commissary chips or, you know, mm-hmm. so apparently not. They can't bring well. any other food in. And I couldn't actually find a specific Seagoville prison because you know I wanted to know what the fuck he's eating. The best <laughs> you were I could... looking for the menu. Oh fuck yes, I was. <laughs> but the best I could find was something online from 2020 that says it's like a rotate, like you know, a cycle menu that says it's federal. But I got conflicting information. Nobody, everybody's like, who the fuck cares? But I got conflicting information about whether or not they all kind of have to follow the same things or not. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't zero in and be like, yep, this is their menu. But I mean, in some ways what I expected, in other ways, not quite. Mm-hmm. Breakfast to me looks the worst. A lot of bran flakes, a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll say like breakfast cake. So it's like, what is, you know, what is that? Lots of toast in a margarine pat, you know, things like that. <laughs> Lunch and dinner, um, there is always a vegetarian option. Wow. So they like th- some of their things are like chicken fried rice, and then you can have tofu fried rice. Okay. But unfortunately, a lot of their vegetarian options are just get replaced with beans a lot of times. So like if they're having a sandwich, <laughs> like a hamburger or a chicken patty sandwich, they'll get like a vegetarian patty of some sort. Mm-hmm. But there's so many times on the menu that it was like uh, this, you know, whatever the thing is on the menu or beans. It's like a beef <laughs> taco or beans. Or beans. So the vegetarians get beans a lot. <laughs> But 
I mean, there was like some chicken parmesan and <laughs> some chicken a la king and, you know, so I wish I knew exactly what he was eating. Oh, my gosh. From what I understand, he's probably having a barbecue-ish thing today, like hot dogs and stuff for the fourth. Anyways, moving on to the next thing. It's mail. So mail is received Monday through Friday, and uh, they they can send it out every day, but um, they just receive it Monday through Friday. Of course, mm-hmm. it's all checked, all that stuff. Um, can't send Polaroids. So if anybody is planning on sending him a Polaroid, he will not get it. Damn. They do not allow Polaroids. No Polaroids, <laughs> no, no files. <laughs> nope. Okay, now let's talk about commissary. This is this is a good one. So, the commissary says that they can't ha- purchase or possess more than twenty stamps at a time. Mm-hmm. Which at first I was like, "Damn, that's not a lot for Pest because he's got a lot of family." But then, I'm like, wait a minute, how many people are actually going to be writing him and him writing back to? Mm-hmm. And number two, I think he's too much. I think he's too fucking lazy to write letters. <laughs> Do you think he like he doesn't come off as like the I'm going to take the time to write letters like. I think he's too yeah. lazy for that shit. Yeah, I don't think there would be kind of that level of connection with people enough to do that. Yeah, so I because th- you hear about some inmates like writing a letter every day to someone because it's kind of like their journaling experience more than Correct. anything. I just don't think he's number one that introspective, and I also think he's just fucking lazy. So yeah. I think he'd rather talk to Anna on the phone and move the fuck on. <laughs> so the spending limit in commissary is two hundred ninety dollars a month, but that excludes like stamp costs Mm -hmm. their shopping is available monday through thursday on their assigned day and so they get assigned their day based on their inmate number which oh yeah i didn't tell you guys his inmate number he is hang on hang on there's furious flipping of pages on a legal notebook going on 42501-509 oh okay 42501 i remembered the 42501 i can remember the 509 (laughs) So based off his number, it looks like Monday is his commissary day. Okay. But then because today's a federal holiday, he'll get it on Friday. So he has to... I'm pretty happy he has to wait extra days this week. (laughs) So he gets to shop once a week. And I'm just going to go over the little commissary list here just real quick just so you can get an idea of some of the stuff that they have. I was wondering what that was. I was looking at it before we uh, started recording this part. (laughs) So he can get a... Well, you're going to love this one, Tim. He can buy a Sony Walkman. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sony Walkman. It's not ringing a bell. <laughs> a Walkman, if you're Tim. Oh, oh okay. There so you go. he can get a oh. Walkman. Uh, different kinds of clothes of stuff. You What's know, the going rate for that? Uh, okay, for said Walkman. So about th- so it says forty four ten. And when we get to some of the the food stuff i was like damn these are some fucking reasonable ass prices like i was impressed (laughs) with the pricing at first but Uh, then i realized that even the the handbook i'm reading is from mm -hmm. 2013 like they have it online but it's not updated online so obviously some things could be slightly different i don't think they're going to vary that much in the policies but it doesn't even have like the correct warden listed in it Mm. and when i looked at the commissary it says 2011 so These can't be accurate pricing. I'm assuming they would have updated it in 12 years, right? Right. You yeah. So back according to this, though, 4410. I imagine it's more now. Um, the, you know, they can get various shirts, underwear. They can buy extra underwear and all that stuff. Drinks like hot cocoa, Nesty, Coke, Diet Coke, Dr Pepper, blah blah blah, Gatorade. 
under food cakes and cookies, honey buns, which we have. I've learned so much about honey buns. I did a little bit of a, a thing posting in our stories. Honey buns are considered like very high, highly regarded in yeah. the prison setting. They're mm. used for birthday cakes. They make a lot of things out of them. They're traded. They're like a currency. People get yep. the shit beat out of them over honey buns. So they have that. And they also have nutty bars. Oatmeal pies. Ooh, I love me a good nutty bar. Oast oatmeal cookies. Or oat. Did I say? Did I say? Oast. oast. You said oast oatmeal cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Iced Delicious. oatmeal cookies. Um, okay. You could get tuna, mackerel, and salmon. So our cat Mildred, she would be very into this commissary list. Mildred says mackerel. Just into it. You can get some turkey sticks. Under foods and nuts, you can get not just any trail mix, Tim heavenly trail mix Ooh. so definitely approved by michelle a christian yeah it's a christian snack um just you know some condiments and things skip over that oh i f- there's a whole section that he he's gonna save a lot of money he can devote more of his money to food because there's a whole hair care section which he will not <laughs> have to worry about he is almost done with hair so he'll save a lot of money that's that's good he's saving the resources <laughs> then under health and medical um, earwax remover. He he strikes me as the type to have a, a thick layer of wax in those ears. So I could see that. He can get some vi- fiber powder, antifungal cream, and corn remover. Um, medicated foot powder. But I noticed not a single mention of diarrhea medication. Huh. So, you know, he might have to have Anna check all three shelves <laughs> and smuggle some in for him because there's no mention of diarrhea meds. Then for, oh, get here we go. Here we go. He, he has access to Blue Bell ice cream. Wow. Is, that's a higher quality than I was, ex- than I was expecting in a prison commissary. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting like frozen dairy dessert where it's basically <laughs> yeah. like frozen Cool Whip made of oils and gums. Mm-hmm. But no, fucking Blue Bell. Wow. They must have gotten that big Blue Bell contract. Yeah, they're, they're pumped. They're like, yeah. yes, because they know they're going to sell shit ton. He can get some odor eater insoles. I imagine he might need that. And then for the ramen, so they only have two flavors. They have chicken and chili. I have never even heard of chili. Have you seen chili ramen before? Not alone. I've seen like chili garlic shrimp. It's green. I've never even seen low key, green my favorite chili ramen flavor. It's like green colored package. I've never seen it in my life. I had to look it up. Hmm. 30 cents. And that's where I was saying that this was very reasonable pricing because I pay 30 cents for it in the store. But <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm curious what the pricing actually is these days. So it just gives you a little bit of an idea of if there's a lot more, but that's a basic rundown of some of the things Josh can use his family's money to purchase at the maximum of $290 a month. It was a, that's a lot more selection than I thought it would be. Yeah. And I didn't even read like a fraction of it. Like it's actually quite a bit more. And when I was looking up stuff, like the whole commissary thing is a way bigger operation than I imagined. Like Mm -hmm. it's pretty, pretty extensive. Yeah. It's wild. Okay, so as far as laundry goes, Josh will have to drop off his laundry between 6 and 7.30 a.m., Monday through Friday, and then he can pick it up the following day. Okay. Little details, because I like details. He has a bag that his has his inmate number on it. Correct. All of his clothes go into that bag, and they wash and dry that entire bag. So nothing ever gets actually taken out of it. Oh, and it just all gets washed in the bag. Yes. Hmm. So there is no separation of whites and darks or... <laughs> Or any of that. <laughs> At least not in the clothes. <laughs> good one. Pretty good. Um, 
But he can buy detergent from commissary if he wanted to. That is on the list. And they do have access to machines, which, mm. I mean, we did see Josh doing the laundry that one time <laughs> on the uh, on the road episode. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. say you mean uh, Ginger's not there to do his laundry? <laughs> He's like, oh, Ginger, He's like, what happened to the- for a visit? And the- <laughs> what happened to the buddy system? Right. <laughs> Jana, my room needs cleaning. <laughs> She's going to be the one there polishing his shoes and pointing that they say that the shoes have to be under their bed, like pointing out like he's like, Jana, they're pointing the wrong direction. Oh, man. All right. So now let's talk about health care. So I'm not going to bore you with a lot of the details because it's Mm -hmm. there's it's extensive. But I just wanted to tell you some things that really stuck out to me is like kind of interesting. So the copay for a visit, if you request a health care visit, is two dollars. Or you you also have to pay the two dollars if another inmate is injured and you are deemed like by the like cause. the disciplinary like things if you're deemed the cause, then you have to pay it. So you could beat the shit out of someone. You pay two bucks. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> um, no, not not to mention maybe added on time or like whatever. <laughs> but two dollar copay. But then there's also no copay for emergency visits or any kind of healthcare visit that's initiated by the health department themselves. Because mm-hmm. they do things like by age, like, you know, if, if like you get your yearly exams, they, you know, you get your regular dental, you get these, you get regular visits. Mm-hmm. And also like by age, like, okay, if you're, if you need to get like a colonoscopy, like mm-hmm. they'll do that and whatever. But indignant, how do you say that word? Indignant? I just forgot how to pronounce it. Basically, poor. <laughs> if you're considered a poor inmate, you will not be charged a copay. But to be considered that, it just has to you have to have an account balance of eight dollars or less, and not have exceeded forty dollars of their commissary spending limit. Hmm. So, my takeaway though is like, fuck, is the only way to get affordable health care is like to go to prison? <laughs> Two dollar copay, I'd fucking love it. Right. I could beat the shit out of no, someone too and still only have to pay two dollars no deductible no deductible like hot, no, fuck. i mean you do only have two flavors of ramen so i mean <laughs> is it worth it it might be people are fucking bankrupted every don't even get That's me started true. on healthcare. Yeah. i'm gonna be on a fucking thing this but one's a rough deep dive because i was like let's not talk about health care let's not talk about for-profit prison system <laughs> like <laughs> but i i don't know my takeaway is like damn that's the that's some affordable health care they get you your glasses. You're not allowed to wear contacts mm-hmm. because they're like, it can get eye infections and all this shit and like whatever. Mm-hmm. But they'll order you fucking contacts. That's part wow. of your initially getting there is you get an eye exam and they get you fucking glasses. I mean. Damn. Um, okay. So then there's this whole s- section on sexual assault prevention slash intervention. So it first talks about like what is sexual abuse and how nobody has the right to pressure you, blah, 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 like all that type of stuff. Then it gets really gross. And I'll tell you why. It's because the verbiage is like, it's like super similar to what women get told all the time when it comes to like harassment of any sort. Mm-hmm. And it drives me, it, just, it fucking pisses me off. And I, I feel like it really just kind of like highlights how much victims a lot of times are made to feel responsible in some mm-hmm. sort of way. It's right. kind of that like, but, that like, blah, 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 but don't Correct. do. So I want to read you a couple of these things because it's bullshit. All right, so avoiding sexually abusive behaviors. Number one, do not accept gifts or favors from other inmates. Most gifts or favors from other inmates come with strings attached. Mm -hmm. 
Number two, be alert. Do not use contraband substances such as drugs or alcohol. They can weaken your ability to stay alert and use good judgments. Okay. Obviously, they're not even supposed to have those things. Mm. But it just reminds me so much of telling women, but like, oh, but you were like drunk. Well, you drank too much. You were drunk and like, ooh, like almost like, ooh, you shouldn't have gotten drunk. Right. It's that whole idea. Like, no, it shouldn't have fucking happened. Mm Mm-hmm has nothing to do with whether I'm drinking or doing drugs. Right. Number three, be direct and firm if other inmates ask you to do something you do not want to do. Do not give mixed messages. Oof. Fucking pisses me off because mm. that's so like, ooh, but were you like kind of flirty? Right. What were you wearing? Were you wearing like a short skirt? Like, it's the same kind of feel. And I don't care if we're in a fucking men's prison. I don't give a yeah. shit. It's this, it's just this idea. It's, that people mm-hmm. have behind it of like, ooh, you could have prevented this in some way. Right. Um, number four is avoid out of the way or poorly lit areas of the institution. Don't stand outside back behind the bar. Right. You're asking for it. Yeah. Um, choose your associates wisely. Look for people who are involved in, and it, they put parentheses around it, safe, positive institutional activities like education programs psychology groups or religious services (laughs) get involved in these activities yourself so you're telling me that if a person is somehow religiously associated like all this you're going to be safe Mm. well i mean there's never been anything uh sexual assault related that's happened around a church thing (laughs) no never no god preposterous so just hang around you know religion in general and you will be safe (laughs) fuck pisses me off like just even reading that i'm like you fucking kidding me (laughs) and the last one is trust your instincts if you sense that a situation may be dangerous it probably is that's probably the best one in the group right but then they end it with the oh the word the word their wording is awful in (laughs) in bold it says before you attack another inmate, remember dot dot dot. Oh god. Sexual assault is a serious crime. <laughs> and then it goes into like some other stuff, but it's like before you do it, just remember it's a serious crime. Right. Like who the fuck approved the way this is written? It's in- so stupid. Anyways. A legal team somewhere. God, before you attack somebody, <laughs> just remember Okay, now we'll get into programs and activities. So there's a parenting program. So maybe he could like lead the class on like sweeping. <laughs> or yeah, picking up goldfish. He's like, it's really all in the wrist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, he could lead, he could do a demonstration on that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There's also a variety of different sports teams, but I didn't see any mention of broom ball. So <laughs> I, I imagine Pest won't be interested. <laughs> If he goes to the commissary, he's going to keep pushing tater tot casserole. <laughs> um, there's hobby shop, but I didn't get any details of what the type of things they do. I'd like to know, but hmm. there's a hobby shop. Then they have <laughs> weightlifting and fitness, which uh, I imagine Josh probably sits out on that one. <laughs> he uh, doesn't strike me as the type. There's also a wellness program that teaches you about balancing exercise, nutrition, and rest. He's got one of those down. He's really good at resting. <laughs> I can't wait for you to see going forward. At uh, one point when um, Anna's giving birth, he's asleep. Like he oh. almost misses it. So he's really good at resting. So he's got <laughs> a third of that down. 
at part of this wellness program, they have aerobic and cycling classes, and it specifically says to help increase endurance. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I don't imagine he'll he'll be a part of that. They also have a music room. What does he need endurance for? He's in prison. <laughs> Not like so he's he training come... to training to be an athlete, and then he's like, "Well, I need to get my endurance up." <laughs> oh, oh, and then there's this tiny little line that I almost missed because it's at the very, very end of all of this, and I'm so glad I didn't miss it because it fucking cracked me up. Mm-hmm. It says the recreational department offers achievement awards, pictures, sodas. And other consu- consumable items as incentives, as incentives for the completion of the structured exercise component of physical fitness and health education classes. Wow! So I love that they're like, "Good job being healthy." Here's a soda pop. Have a soda. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think even a soda could get could get passed on a bike <laughs> in a cycling class? He'll just he'll just commissary it. But I just love this yeah. idea of like, "Good job on this health class." Here's a soda. <laughs> hilarious you lost you won the weight loss challenge here's some cocaine <laughs> all right next section is visitation love talking that so the visiting hours are friday from 2 30 to 8 30 mm-hmm. and then saturday through monday and then holidays are 8 30 a.m to 3 p.m okay so each inmate unless it's been updated because obviously the shit's from 20 fucking 13 the inmates get 25 like visiting points a month and so like you almost use those points like currency Mm -hmm. so those those weekends and holiday visiting hours those are two points per hour okay and then those weekday ones are one point per hour obviously because weekends and holidays are the most like sought after Mm -hmm. visiting times so as he's being like admitted basically into the prison he has to fill out a form that he, they tell you to write down all your family members mm-hmm. like all of them whether you want them to visit or not because then there's a there's a column where you indicate if yes or no to visitation okay but they want you to list them all anyway which i imagine if so if somebody shows up they can be like oh yep you are their sister but mm-hmm. Man, you're not his, on the list his sheet they probably had to give him extra sheets yes! for that one well, no that's funny you say that because there's like 14 spaces on it and it specifically <laughs> says that if you need another sheet to request another um if more space is needed it's like yeah he's gonna need like 10 sheets <laughs> and it's funny because like it has you put down like names ages and it's like there's no fucking way he remembers i i, I doubt he remembers all seven of his kids names <laughs> let alone their fucking ages do you think he remembers any of that shit <laughs> Maybe Anna can help him out on her first uh, visit. There you go. Like, is she allowed to help me with my paper, my homework? <laughs> so with each visit, they can have up to five visitors. And that includes um, kids. So kids are allowed to come. Mm-hmm. But 16 and under must have an adult with them. If okay. you're like 16 to 17 before, before you turn 18, mm-hmm. you can be there without an adult. But you have to have like a signed like affidavit type thing or whatever but i imagine i don't imagine the kids going without anna at that age correct anyway so with only five and they have she has one still on the boob you know Mm -hmm. um it's gonna be i'm i'm like i wonder if she really will like rotate all the kids through like how many times a month are they gonna go what's the rotation gonna be like Mm -hmm. 
And then also knowing that you're like using points as currency. Like, what if somebody shows up that aunt to visit him that he accepts that Anna didn't know, and she's keeping track of his points, and then um, she gets denied or something. I don't right. know. I don't know how it all works. So, mm-hmm. just a thought I had. So, hugs, kisses, and handshakes are only allowed upon arrival and departure. So, no, no hand fucking allowed. Oh man, how are they going to get through that? Well, lucky for Anna, that means she's able to finally eat her fucking like Chex Mix <laughs> in peace. Because you are. There are vending machines. You can bring up to $30 cash Wow! for vending machine. And I'm like, that's a fuck ton of money. But I'm like, wait a minute. If it's her and four fucking kids, depending on how long they're there, they're probably going to need a lot of snacks to get through this thing. Yeah. But she can actually eat her, you know, Fritos without... She won't, she won't go hungry, won't be dehydrated. Nope. No crossing over her own arms. Like, she'll be able to eat those Fritos in peace. Technically, they have a state-sponsored chaperone. <laughs> exactly. In the, in the guards... Oh, and then I was looking up the, like, what you can and can't wear. So, no sleeveless things, no no tight-fitting um, attire, no mm-hmm. heels above three inches so she can't come in looking all, like, hot for a man, you know, in her, like, stripper heels or anything. But it, she, no khaki allowed. Ooh, they, that's a rough one for a dugger. <laughs> so, Jim Bob will have to be very careful in his packing. Mm. No khakis. You'll look like the inmate. So <laughs> it's a safety measure. No khakis and no army green. So. What What are their thoughts on uh, belt cell phone clips? No electronics allowed. Oh, so, you know, Lego hair is going to be miserable. They have to leave that all in their car. You can bring in like a half gallon size clear bag full of stuff for like a baby. And it says like, so if you're bringing in stuff, it's only as much as the baby would Eat consume or, like, in while that they're time. in that time period yeah. yeah so do you think lego hair will have to take his lego hair off <laughs> and leave it at the front desk <laughs> sorry buddy prohibited <laughs> so the next part um they talk about oh prohibited um acts while you're in prison Okay. And they have them like separated into like greatest severity, high severity, moderate, low, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I am not going to run through them all because it's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot listed in each one. But I just kind of wanted to point out some of them that I think are funny and what they put above and below, <laughs> below some of these things. Okay. So top of the list under the greatest, right? <laughs> Number one is killing. So that's very frowned upon. Ooh, good to know. So just putting this into terms that maybe like pests can understand, like this would be like four frowny faces. <laughs> it's the top of the list. It's the top of the top top of like the four categories. Oh, so four God. frowny faces on killing. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Says no rioting, no taking hostages. Hey. Refusal to give urine sample or breathalyzer. Was above sexual assault. Oof. Isn't that funny? I Oof. just thought that. That was a uh, interesting. Still in the same category, so still you know the greatest severity, but Correct. it was. Li- I feel like it should be like much higher on that list. <laughs> yeah. Personally. Okay. I feel so- like moving forward, I think I'll, if something's really bad or if I'm not a fan of it, I think I'm going to say I'm just going to say four frowny faces, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, so now we're in high severity, so now we're down to three frowny faces. Oh, okay. So it's fighting. Engaging in sexual acts, 
wearing a disguise. Whoa, Whoa. no fake mustaches. <laughs> I mean, so is that is he wearing like a fat suit? Is that what's happening in that video? What's his disguise? No Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> um, no adulteration of food or drink, which means not like not fucking with food and drinks. Hmm. I mean, like literally, I mean, like yeah. destroying it, like making it gross is what they're yeah. saying. It's just a funny word, but I think that's funny that that's on high severity. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, tattooing and stalking. Moving into moderate, which would be two frowny faces. Okay. We have indecent exposure. So it's much worse, much worse that you mess with food than it is to, you know, expose yourself. So fucking weird. Um, Unexcused absences from work. Gambling. Articulating, or or, I mean, uh, sorry, I read my own handwriting wrong. Circulating a petition. Oh. So I guess that means that it's a bad idea for Josh to try to petition for a tater tot casserole or like Anna's like chicken eddy. To, like, make the menu. So, frowned upon. No yeah. petitions. Mm-hmm. And then the low category. One frowny face. Actually, had very few things, and I'm only going to mention a couple. But unauthorized contact, which could be, like, kissing or hugging. Feigning illness or obscene language. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, the, yeah, that just kind of, that sums it up as far as that goes. It just mm. gives you a little glimpse into, you know, and the thing about Josh is I think a lot of people are like, I think he's going to do terribly in there. But then I feel like it's a wild card. Mm-hmm. I think he might, I, I think he's such a lazy fuck and just like so like selfish. Like I could see him enjoying the fact that, hey, I don't have to worry about taking care of kids. Uh-huh. I don't have to worry about having a job. I'm getting, fa- I don't think he'll mind the fucking food. Right. I think he'll be sit there getting fat and happy, like mm-hmm. as we already know, eating commissary. Like I, yep. don't, I think in the beginning he'll be bothered the way anybody might be. Right. But unfortunately, I actually think he won't be that bothered unless he gets the shit beat out of him. Yeah, I agree. And I thought about that um, when you were posting the stuff of him getting transferred. Um, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I, I don't think. As much as it's not ideal, I don't think it's going to be as bad of a situation for him as I think it would be for a lot of other people. I think it'll be worse for him coming out and being out in the real real world and restricted. I think he's yeah. going to have a harder time with probation, mm-hmm. being watched the way he will be, but still like having that foot into society. Correct. Than this, because just because I I just think he's again I just keep saying it, but I think he's a lazy fuck. So I think yeah. that for him. It's nice to have all of this taken care of. And, you know, Anna took care of everything fucking anyway. Mm-hmm. So he was already, he, he already didn't do laundry. He already didn't make food. <laughs> but I just think he's happy to just totally fucking check out. Yeah. And just do his own shit. Yeah. I don't think he minds a bit. And I think people are coming at it with like, oh, he's serious. You know, he obviously has like control, like a thing with control. Mm-hmm. And he's really selfish. So this is really going to bother him. But I don't know. I So I'm kind of curious what other people think. I Like you can tell us in the comments. I'm really curious if people think that he'll be that bothered or not. Because I'm just mm-hmm. not convinced that he will be. Yeah. And I think sometimes uh, like he doesn't have to handle or have somebody else handle like life things anymore yeah you know for that time so it's like i feel like sometimes being out of being out of control is really refreshing yeah you know when you have to be in it all the time you're like oh cool like these basics are being 
are being done and I don't have to I don't have to worry yeah and you know he may have to listen to Anna complain about what she's having to deal with but he ultimately doesn't have to deal with it it's her problem and like probably like Jim Bob and Michelle's problem yeah I really wish I could be a fly on the wall when Jim Bob and Michelle come and visit or will they come and visit or I think Jim Bob will I'm not sure Michelle will if she didn't show up to anything like I'm not I don't know I mean, there's part of me that feels like she could, but she I definitely don't think she would do it often. Yeah. But we, we'll, we'll see. Fascinating. But I just wanted to end with one extra little tidbit that came out. So there was an audio leak that got reported by Radar Online that is a, supposedly of inmates of Seagoville when Josh was being like brought in. Okay. So it's a six-minute audio clip, and they're basically talking about how um they were made to like clean the prison real good before he got there apparently and they talk about you know him being they're like they're joking about having another celebrity amongst them and another one kind of like chimes in and says oh another pro chomo you know which is child molester Mm -hmm. and they kind of joke around saying like oh we're gonna ask for his autograph they talk about like one of them's like, oh, yeah, I heard about him at, on my last, at my last spot, heard about him and like, talking about the show being canceled. And they just kind of get into a conversation of like, why did the show get canceled? This is fucking reality. Like, you know, wow. <laughs> um, and someone saying, oh, I bet he got 25 years. And then someone chimes in and says, no, he got 15, which, of course, we know is it's actually 12 and a half. Yeah. And then they were like, fuck, 15, like 15. I got 25. My lawyer was shit. And you mm. just... So it's just this conversation amongst them and they're even saying like, oh, and they're like, is that him? Is that him? And some of them are like, I don't know. I've never seen him before. And they're like, no, I think that's him up there talking to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole like thing. Of course, the prison says that they can't verify the authenticity of it. Number one, because it would make them look bad because there's not supposed to be anything that could record mm-hmm. in prison. But that is actually cell phones and things are the most common like contraband that's found. Correct. Um, and then there's a lot of people that are doubting whether it's even real or not. I don't mm-hmm. know. To me, it sounds legit. Like it's, I, it sounds prisony. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like echoey. You hear like bustle in the background. Like some people are like, oh, it's way too clear. But I'm like, I don't know. I think it, I think it might be real. It sounds a it's, little prisony. It sounds prisony. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I think it might be legit. And of course they're never going to say it is because they don't want to cop to it. But correct. Just a little ad, <laughs> uh, just a little extra tidbit there. So it'll be interesting to see how he does acclimate if we yeah. get to hear about it. I don't know. Well, I'm curious. Well, I mean, you're in a you're in a facility that has a a larger population of like sexual offenders than others. So as much as you know, the stereotype is that like that even in that community is not that's almost punished even harder by them you know what i mean well there's a guy that actually has a pod i didn't listen to it but there's a guy that served time in there that has a podcast about it and he he talks about being in there saying like if you can just get over like the frame of mind it's not that bad of a place Mm -hmm. and there's multiple inmates that have written they're like oh i've you know it's prison but i've had worse so it sounds like pretty safe Mm. because they are kind of surrounded by their like kind compared to being somewhere else and of course being low security versus you know max (laughs) the guy on the lawn chair (laughs) yeah with Um, the whistle yep 
I, it's not your, it's not like the TV shows I'm watching where it's like, I'm always watching this stuff that's like max shit, right? You know? So different feel. He might blend in. I could see himself trying to get all involved in the, you know, they talked about even when he was in jail being involved mm-hmm. in like church stuff and everybody was so convinced he was innocent. Correct. I'm curious now in the actual prison setting, will, will people be like that again or yeah. are they going to be like, oh, fuck no. Like, but he's also surrounded people with the same crimes. So. Yeah. Wasn't there an article that came out that was like, um, he tried to do like ministry in there and like a bunch of the other inmates didn't like it or something. Yeah. There was something about that. And then there, you know, there's, there's a mix. So some people are like, oh yeah, it's going over great. And other people are like, nah, they're not fucking having it. So, <laughs> but I feel like jail was def would definitely be more rough than it sounds like he's in right now, just because he was put in isolation just for his crime. You know, he's surrounded by yeah. a bunch of people that aren't in there for the same things as him. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no frame of reference cause, uh, you know, my, my media consuming to try to get an insight into prison was jailhouse rock. Oh so yeah. A little different. I, it's, it feels like in real life, there's a little bit less singing than what I was expecting. Might be a little know? bit, you know, a little yeah. bit, but there is a music room. So, <laughs> uh. all right. So that sums up this episode for me. Anything from you? Um, not anything extra. This sort of, I feel like there was a lot going on in this episode. Um, with the baits. With the baits, yeah, there was. I feel like there was a lot of meat on them bones, um, and it wasn't about him getting engaged or you know different stuff. So I, as much as I can, I actually enjoyed this episode. Interesting. Not, not because that is a strong word. No. Not because I liked things that happened or the people that were involved, but I just felt like it kept me um, wanting to write more notes, mm-hmm. which is always a good and in what we're doing here and so. it was nice to see something that had like quite a bit going on but not be as exhausting as watching the engagement i mean the engagement mm-hmm. episode is like fucking gold like it is a it is a top tier episode yeah. to watch but it's almost exhausting in its own way mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice that there isn't so much to like pick apart as yeah. far as like deep-seated stuff <laughs> but you know some stuff to look at and talk about yeah yeah it was pretty good you dove uh, you dove real deep there lady it was just like trying to it was just wading through what is worth talking about and what's mm. not but yeah. yeah i just i'm interested and you know he he hopefully is only going to prison one time for now for at least the 10 years <laughs> so i feel like this was the opportunity to talk about what his life will look like right and then we can move on with like regular deep dives going forward but i just didn't feel like you could miss this opportunity to talk about you know prison life yeah the culture he'll be He'll mm-hmm. be in, and yeah. Fascinating. So like normal. Oh, did you have something else? Nope, go ahead. Like normal, we have our uh, little spiel at the end. We have our Instagram, digging up the Duggars pod. And we have our email, digging up the Duggars at Gmail. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can, if you like what you're listening to, you join us for this journey every week. We'd love for you to give us a rate um, on Apple Podcasts. We've seen a couple more this week. And on Spotify. And actually, I can totally tell that the ratings and stuff are helping other people find us. Yeah. And we've actually had people reaching out to us like, I just found you a couple weeks ago. I'm binging. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see that like there are still people finding us up to this day. And I do think that the ratings and moving it kind of up is Correct. helping people people find us in that way so you thank you manipulate so much Manipulate that algorithm yep right it's all about algorithm fuck but yep. thank you we appreciate those rates and reviews it helps us out and we will see you next week have a good one <laughs>